1: In a world of twisted facts, alternative narratives, corrupted corporations, and hacked feeds, how can we decipher the difference between truth and fiction? It's time to take back the truth. Read Robert Kiyosaki's Fake, and learn the signs to recognize fake money, fake teachers, and fake assets. Determine what's real in a world where falsehoods are a weapon. Don't let fake advice destroy your financial future. Visit therealkiyosaki.com to read fake by robert kiyosaki that's the real kiyosaki.com
0: if you're listening and you have minors around or you don't like strong
1: language you may want to skip this show just thought we should warn you if you still are listening
0: enjoy the show
2: this is the rich dad radio show the good news and bad news about money here's robert kiyosaki
0: Hello, 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 this is Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. You know, everybody dreams about becoming rich. Everybody dreams about, well, I should become an entrepreneur. I hate my job becoming an entrepreneur. But the main reason you can't do it is because you can't handle the truth. You You couldn't take the feedback. Because let me tell you something, the moment you leave the E quadrant, the employee world, and you step into the small business world, the world comes at you at full force. And the average schmo is not prepared for it and they can't handle the truth. So today we have a very, very interesting character. He's a star, eight years on television, and he talks about don't bullshit yourself. And that's the main reason I would say most people are not as successful as they could be the reason they're, if they total, totally fail is because they can't handle the truth. So our guest today is John Taffer, and he's host and executive producer of Bar Rescue and Paramount ne- Network. His new book is Don't Bullshit Yourself, Crush the Excuses That Are Holding You Back. But I know most of you can't handle the truth anyway, so you may as well tune out now but that's what well, it takes. I'm not to do <laughs> <laughs> hey, Hold John. on, hold on, hey, John. Hold on. <laughs> Let me have some <laughs> fun here. So I want Kim, Kim what say? do you want to say about our
3: guests? Oh, I'm looking forward to it. Crush the excuses. I mean, anytime. I say it myself. You know, anytime I blame something outside of me, I know that's not the answer. And uh, that's what holds people back are all these excuses. Oh, I don't have time. I'm a- I'm afraid. What if I lose money? All these excuses. And uh, John's going to call it straight. So,
0: John. Hey, wait, wait, wait. Oh, we oh, have oh. another guest I- with us today. It's Rich Dad Advisor, oh, well, Garrett sorry. Sutton. Sorry, got you. Yeah, there. I mean, she forgets about our best friend. <laughs> I forget friend. about
3: the attorneys. Sorry. Yeah.
0: Well, that's John, not easy. John, because you're on our program, we made sure our attorney was here, okay? Because. <laughs>
2: (laughs) Your Uh, reputation precedes you, John. So so Garrett, say
0: hello. This is Garrett Sutton. He's the author of Run Your Own Corporation. And he's here to support John And the fact that one of the reasons people fail is they break the law, right? Right?
2: That's right. People have this scofflaw approach when they get into business and they think that they can cut corners. They think everybody else is cutting corners, so they can too. And you can't. If you follow the rules, you're going to succeed. And it's that simple. I
1: completely agree with that.
2: So
0: John, John, you how, John, give I'm us, wait, wait, hold on, John. Give, give us an introduction, <laughs> John. Don't bullshit me now, give, give me an introduction. How'd you get into the no bullshit business?
1: <laughs> you know, I, I, I've always been sort of no bullshit. When I was young, I became a manager at a young age. And I learned at a young age that the definition of management to me is achieving of objectives through the manipulation of others is not a dirty word no. john I'd what were you managing
0: you know uh, a bar with pretty women in it or something
1: i was uh, managing nightclubs when i was young you know, i larger, thought so fam- uh, <laughs> i knew
0: it <laughs> where was and, this
1: uh, what, you know, what kind city, of what the kind of venues this? i ran when i was young did you know well over a half a million dollars a week so, you know, these are significant high volume, large venues. These were multi million dollar businesses to build and operate and they're a big responsibility. Well what's and, it? Well, and, you what's know, you just, what's so, so I learned at a young age that when somebody tried to BS me that you know, I had to bust them. I had to call them out or I was gonna fail. So wait, wait, so wait I've what, always been a little bit in your face.
0: What city what city was this uh female bar I mean <laughs> entertainment bar in?
1: Well, the one I'm referring to was in Glen Mills, Pennsylvania, outside of Philadelphia. It was called Pulsations Nightclub. And it was uh, 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 we uh, did about $650,000 a week, had a spaceship that flew into the, the uh, dance floor and dropped a $400,000 robot in the dance floor. Oh, wow. And it was a very, very <laughs> famous, Wild. huge, large venue. Wow. And at a very young age, I was thrown into management. And honestly, I wasn't ready for it. I bullshitted my way into it, (laughs) and I didn't bullshit myself. I bullshitted them. (laughs) I think we've all done that. (laughs) When when you're young, you have to talk bigger than you want. That's how you seek opportunities. Once you reach a point in life where you don't have to bullshit anymore, then you don't have to bullshit anymore. But I talked my way when I was young. I was a good talker, and I talked my way into positions that exceeded my own experience or capacity. So I put myself in a pressure cooker, yep. a- and uh, uh, that pressure that I put myself under made it uh, 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 pretty intense for the people around me.
3: That, and a, I had a, a g-
1: reputation younger as a manager. I was called things like Gus for Gestapo, and you know I was a very <laughs> aggressive manager.
3: Well, that's a really good point that sometimes you got to bullshit others. And say, oh, can you do this? Oh, yeah, I can do that. Have with no idea that you can do it. I mean, that's what I did as well. Can you do this? Oh, sure, I can do that job. Yeah, I'll do that. Having no idea but, what I was going to do. the
1: difference is, you're committed to doing it. Yeah. Though. You can't say that and take somebody's money and not try. Yeah, you got to go. You, you got to do it. If you take somebody's money, then you got to freaking really kill yourself to try to do it. And and I did. That, that's what made me successful. But so, you know, the whole bullshit premise happened more in Bar Rescue. And, and, you know, Bar Rescue, I never thought I'd be on TV. And somebody said, you should be on television. Well, would you, you, know, would
0: you explain what Bar Rescue is? Because we we're have we an international audience.
1: Sure. Bar Rescue is a television show. It's on Paramount Network in North America. And it's on about 3,400 television channels around the world in four languages. So many of your uh, listeners have seen it or heard of it. And it's a show where I'm thrown into disastrous bars that are failing and restaurants that are failing. And many are owned by families. Some are owned by partners, brothers, sisters, husband, wives, investors, uh, uh, investment groups that somebody else is running for. And I'm given literally four days to turn the business around. And in those four days, I have to assess the operations, diagnose what I'm going to do to fix it, reconcept it, rebrand it, remodel it retrain the staff, infuse new recipes and everything, and reopen it in four days.
0: Uh, i hate to talk
1: to, about a pressure cooker. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I, hate to, I
0: hate to admit this, I've only seen one of your programs, but it was intense. Uh Like I said, it was a family-run restaurant, everybody's going broke, but he some hard yeah. head who's in the way of the process. And, and is that
3: usually the problem? There's It's the people that are in their own way?
1: Well, you know, I, I've always said this, and you guys will like this, Every failing business has a failing owner, period. Come
0: on, don't call me
1: names. (laughs) So let's let's put it where it is. (laughs) Businesses don't fail on their own. They fail because of their leadership, because of the choices and decisions that are made. And, you know, that's the whole point of don't bullshit yourself is a statement like that, because that statement is complete bullshit. Businesses don't fail. People do. Right. So, so, that, um... so, you know, that's the, the first premise of understanding. And let me go on for a moment. So so when I created Don't Bullshit Yourself, it was after about 120 bar rescues. And somebody came up to me and, you know, and I, and, and I said, why are you failing? And they blamed. Uh, this is a true story. I was in Michigan. And I asked the family why they were failing, and they truly blamed the Euro in Greece
0: for their <laughs> failure of a bar in
3: Michigan. Oh, I haven't used that one yet. I'll try that next
0: time. That's my next one. That, that was
1: over the top.
3: Oh, my God! I realized,
1: okay, in 120-some-odd episodes of Bar Rescue, nobody has ever come up to me and said, I'm failing because of me. They always um, have an excuse. It's um, the president, it's Congress, it's the recession, it's the weather, it's construction on the street, it's the mayor, it's the man on the moon. Everybody has an excuse. Nobody ever comes up to me and says, I'm failing because of me.
0: So, how do And they, I
1: realized uh, that, okay, John, excuses John, are— how yeah. do you handle that?
3: Yeah, how do you get them to, to break it?
1: Well, you have to call them out. So, so you have to go at people— very personally to, to break down that type of a barrier, and I'll do it one of four different ways. First, I'll try to appeal to pride, right? I'll show them a picture of their child. I'll tell them how they've lost their house, how Boy. their family is counting on them. Don't you want to do better this? And I'm trying to have their brain open a crack so they realize that they're the, re- the reason of failure. Sometimes pride doesn't work. Then I'll go into fear mode. What (laughs) what is your wife going to say to you when you fail? What's going to happen when you lose your house? How are your kids going to feel when you say no to them every day for all the things that they need? How is it going to feel to be a failure? And I challenge one of those two things, and I have to go at them hard, and it's the ugliest part of the show. But at some point, I must make them own it, because if you don't own failure, you'll never own success. so So i have to teach them that so in in this process i came up with you know the premise that excuses are the common denominator of failure let me prove it to you what is an excuse an excuse is nothing but a reconciliation of a screw-up Either you did something you shouldn't have you did something you shouldn't have or you screwed up or you would never have used an excuse in the first place so all an excuse is is a way for you to make yourself feel better uh-huh. about your own failures, isn't it?
3: Yeah. So they, I'd, I'd so, have to agree with that. Yeah. You there. So an excuse, you, people never use an excuse unless they've screwed up.
1: Exactly right. And then it makes them feel good, and yep. they go to bed nice and cuddled Not up. Not my fault. Was it my fault? Yep. So so that was the first premise. So excuses are the common denominator. Though they they freaking paralyze us. Right? They stop us from action, cause us to take inaction, to freeze, to not move, to not take chances, to not pursue relationships, not end relationships. They freeze what I call all progress in life. So what I did in the book is I, is I first of all, put forth that premise, which is a pretty powerful premise that a lot of us have never thought about that way. And then I broke down uh, uh, the biggest excuses, in the book. You know, for example, fear is one of the biggest ones. Oh, I'm scared. You know, it's always interesting what fear is. We're always scared, unless you're standing on the edge of a cliff, you're always scared about something thousands, if not millions of people have already done. Hmm. Fear is bull. <laughs> it's, it's not a real thing unless you're
0: standing on a cliff. Well, so, so
1: Managing risk, certainly, but fear
0: is bull. So John, you know, I mean... You know, I've I've watched like the prophet and stuff like that, and and these guys, a lot of them don't make the change. I mean, they just hang on to the bullshit. Have you noticed that?
1: I have noticed that. I think I'm a little different in that regard. I'm just intolerant of it. I can't help myself. You know, I can't I can't hold back, even when it doesn't directly affect me. Yeah. You know, then the other ones, of course, that really affect us. I love this one: is scarcity. Who oh, are I don't have the money. Do I, I don't. How back to Stephen Jobs when he was in his garage? And, and you, you know, know, to all these other entrepreneurs that start with nothing.
3: And, and you know, to that point and, and to the fear, I mean, we hear this all the time with entrepreneurs and, and first-time investors or early investors. I'm afraid I'm going to lose money. I'm afraid I'm going to make a mistake. Um, I don't have the money. I don't know what – It's like we hear it all the time, all the time.
1: I always ask him: Are you scared? Are you scared? There's going to be too much salt in your French fries this afternoon, too. I mean, when do you get your life under
0: control? <laughs> hey, so John, I mean, uh, we- John, John, <laughs> John, we're going to take a break, but I want to have Garrett, uh, my attorney, step in because a lot of times people don't get it until after the law comes after them. Right. Because a lot of times, very you know, true. A lot of times that you people don't follow or they don't comply. What I call sound business practices but if they're not complying with sound business practices, a lot of them also break in the law to compensate. So when we come back, we'll have Garrett say a little bit about people who are bullshitting themselves, that when you cross the line and you break the law, that's when I really come after you. And that's when they say, not my fault. So, so when we come back, we'll be talking to John Taffer, he's entrepreneur consultant. He is a producer, executive producer of Bar Rescue and Paramount ne- Network, and he's the author of the latest book, Don't Bullshit Yourself. So whether you're an entrepreneur or not, not this is the perfect program for all you bullshitters out there. We'll be right
4: back.
1: <laughs> you're listening to The Rich Dad Radio Show with Robert
2: Kiyosaki.
4: Don't be like Charlie. Charlie is that do-it-yourselfer who does himself in. Do-it-yourself is good for tile and grout. It is not good for asset protection. Charlie thought he'd save a few dollars forming his LLC online. With no guidance, he did it wrong. When he sold the property, he lost thousands and thousands of dollars. He did himself in by trying to do it himself. Don't burn yourself. Use Corporate Direct to set up and maintain your LLCs and corporations. Corporate Direct is owned and operated by attorney and rich dad advisor, Garrett Sutton. Garrett wrote the bestsellers Loopholes of Real Estate and Start Your Own Corporation. He is Robert Kiyosaki's attorney for asset protection. He and his team will do it right. Visit them at CorporateDirect.com or call 800-600-1760. Mention Rich Dad and receive $100 off your formation fee. That's CorporateDirect.com. CorporateDirect.com.
2: Log on to RichDadRadio.com while you listen. Now back to Robert Kiyosaki.
0: Welcome back, Robert Kiyosaki, the good news and bad news about money. You can listen to us at any time anywhere on Android or iTunes. And all of our programs are, are are archived so you can listen to it again because we're an education company. We don't sell anything. But we want you to listen to this program again because the second time you listen to it, the third time you listen to it, you'll pick up more. And our guest today is John Taffer. He's the Executive producer of Bar Rescue and, and the his,
3: host, and the host, and the host, and the star. Well,
0: he's the, he's the author of the book, Don't Bullshit Yourself. And we meet so many people. I mean, I'm sick and tired. I don't know how you put up with all these years, John, but I got, <laughs> I got sick and tired of seeing people try and bullshit me. And I'm going, hey, you're the problem. And so anyway, it's a very important show. You can listen to it again at richdadradio.com. Get your friends, family, especially your lying business partners to listen to this, <laughs> and might, you might learn something. So uh, John's website is johntaffer.com. So let me just tell you quickly my experience. Everybody wants, at least I wanted to run a bar. I was a marine pilot in Hawaii, and I decided I'm gonna open a bar. So as my rich dad always said, he says, you better go get some experience. So I went to the the Ilikai Hotel on Waikiki Beach and I got a job as the manager of the canoe house, the bar. And I knew I was not smart enough to be in the bar business. And the reason is I couldn't figure out how the bartenders were stealing from me. They were on me. Your PC is too high, your PC is too high. PC stands for poor count. I said, how in the world are these guys stealing all that liquor from me? I, I watch them every night. How are they stealing all that money? And my manager. Oh, let me give you one. Wait, 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 wait. Let me finish this. So, the manager's guy, okay. Steve Maroney, said to me, he says, You know, Robert, if the bartenders are smarter than you, look for a new profession. <laughs> I, went, I went, That's the best advice I heard. So, anyway, i want to have Garrett talk. Garrett Sutton, he's our, he's our Rich Dad advisor, run your own corporation. But there's a lot of crime that goes on in many organizations, and the crime actually gets to them, right, Garrett?
2: You got to follow the rules, as we said at the start. And what, you know, I was a waiter and bartender at Lake Tahoe and then in the Georgetown district of, uh, of Washington, D.C. And what I saw was owners taking money under the table, right? They take, it's a cash yep. business, they take money under the table. And two things first of all you can't really sell the business if you can't report how much revenue you have if you're taking everything under the table second of all the employees see that and they start taking money under yep. the table and then all of a sudden you've got this cancer in the business where everybody isn't following the rules so it starts at the top what do you, what do you see with that John
1: Well, first of all, it's about as stupid as stupid can be because you do burn yourself in the end. Because the value of the business is less if you don't report the revenue, of course, right? You're selling a business that is far less valued. But here's what's interesting, and I've been an expert witness in these legal cases. If, in fact, you run a cost of alcohol that is over about 25 percent, the IRS will know that you're skimming cash from the top. There are certain cost factors that are standard in the industry. If you're running a high cost because you're spending the money on inventory as is normal, but you're skimming from the top, the IRS can and will find out, and they will come after you. And they use a financial formula based on about a 25% cost, and they'll back into those revenues, and uh, 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 you'll get fined. And believe me, tax fraud as a liquor license holder is a serious matter. right.
2: The other thing I see, uh, John, is people will get started as a sole proprietor in a bar, and there's huge liability associated with running a bar. I mean, some states still have the Dram Shop Acts where you're responsible for people leaving the bar who are hammered, right? So you need to have uh, an LLC or a corporation to run the business through.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Not only with liquor liability, but anytime you're running a business where there's public gathering like that, people, you can have slip and falls. People are, are, are intoxicated. You can have fights. There's all sorts of liabilities that can happen. Uh, uh, In that environment, you must
0: be owning
1: a bar. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a lawyer, Robert. That's
2: my job. You
3: know, and we and we were talking (laughs) earlier. You know, I think I think all of us at some point wanted to own a bar. And I I I cocktailed my way through. Um, I was a cocktail waitress through college, and I thought, oh, I'm going to open up a restaurant and bar. And so the owners of this restaurant said, great, if you really want to do that, then you're going to spend all summer doing every single job in this restaurant. And by the end of the summer, I said, no way in hell. (laughs) I'm not doing this. I mean, I was washing dishes, I was doing fries, French fries, I was doing it all. But yeah, it was a great education.
0: So John, so let's say these people are listening. I saw this latest study that 70% of Americans now hate their jobs and they all want to start their own businesses. And so it's up from like 64%. So what advice would you have to somebody sitting out there, I hate my job, I like to drink, I think I'll open a bar. What you,
1: <laughs> you know, that's like a drug addict saying, "I'm going to open a pharmacy." <laughs> but outrageous. But, you know, I, I suggest that you don't get in the bar business for social reasons. Or you don't get in the bar business because you like to drink. It's a tough business. And you just talked about it. You know, getting your pouring costs in line, your labor costs in line, managing your legal exposure, running a responsible business where people are constantly safe, having the money required for payroll taxes and for other responsibilities. Uh, it's tough. And you've got to love the business, not love the product, to be yeah. good at it
3: and and you know you bring up a really good point I, I was watching a, a an interview that you did and it was all about customer reactions and you, what you were saying like for example in the restaurant business people think food is the product and you're saying it's not the food that's the product it's the reaction from the customer and does that apply in all that's- businesses I mean that's a that's oh, a really I, strong I point
1: I believe so. You you're you know, you might call it education what you're doing now, but if you don't entertain and create reactions in people from the content you're creating now, nobody listens. You're not in the content of the education business. You're in the business of creating reactions. The content is not the product. Yes. The content is the vehicle. Amen. The product is the reaction.
3: Amen. That's a John. really
0: great point. Amen. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm really a stand-up comedian. <laughs>
3: As are you, John. As are you. But, you know, a lot of retail's going that way now, right? They're all looking for this experience and to give a customer an experience versus selling them clothing.
1: Well, because an experience connects you to the brand. There's no question about it. You know, and the deeper the brand connection, you know, the greater loyalty and, and the greater perceived value, which means you can charge a higher price. Yep. So you know everything is so experiential today.
0: Yeah. So John, um, we're running out of time, but what? Couple of points. Would you say to the new guy wanting to start out and start their own business, especially a bar or restaurant business? What would you say to them?
1: First of all, there's no greater journey in life. Than starting your own business, the risk Agreed. itself is invigorating. Yes, writing a check, knowing that you're taking a risk on yourself, believing in yourself—all of these things are some of the greatest moments you'll have in your life. Uh, so, so there's no greater journey, in my view. Here's what you need to do: you need to have extra money. Understand that whatever you're going to do is going to take a little longer than you plan. It's probably going to cost a little more than you plan. And getting the profitability might take a little longer than your plan. So you need time to make mistakes and learn what you're doing. Money buys time. And I believe many new small business ventures, and I know you guys will agree with me, don't fail, per se. They run out of time before Mm -hmm. they could have become profitable. Amen. It's like the football game. So if you had a few extra dollars, you could have made it another month or two and figured it out. You could have made it into the next season. So have the money so that provides you with the room to make the mistakes that you're going to inherently make. And with those extra dollars, far more businesses will find that success.
0: Well, it's taken me 25 years. I still haven't made it, John. What's <laughs> wrong with
3: me? <laughs> and, so, and so, John, you go out and you res- rescue these bars and restaurants. Can any bar and rescue be saved? Or maybe any bar or restaurant be saved?
1: Uh, I believe it can. Uh, you know especially if it was successful at any point in time uh but yes i mean there are locations that people can't get to you can't make a left you can't make a right there's no parking i mean there are physical barriers to success no question but those physical barriers aside you bet you bet and after about 189 or so bar rescues is an independent website that tracks our success that we have nothing to do with and uh, you know my people say on tv they have enough money for two or three weeks sometimes we have to write checks to keep the lights on while we're there wow. that's how broke these people wow. are and we're running about a 68 percent success ratio 68
3: so percent fantastic remember, these, wow that's they're on fantastic. cod
1: they can't get deliveries they're yeah. behind on taxes so the fact that they've stayed open is, is an accomplishment in that situation wow
0: well c- congratulations for all your success and being willing to share your success with the world this Bullshit- is fun.
3: That <laughs> is fun, and you've yeah. seen more—you've seen more failures than most people, huh?
1: <laughs> I think I have. But this is a lot of fun. I'd love to come back in and do it again sometime. Yeah, oh, let
0: well, me ask this question: What message? You know, why should somebody buy your book? Don't bullshit yourself. Crush the excuses that are holding you back.
1: We all need that friend who's going to be straight with us. We all need that person in our life who's going to give it to us straight and make us think about ourselves in honest terms. I'm that guy. <laughs> <laughs> there you go.
3: There you go. Well, I, I mean, that is the number one problem. People don't, de- generally do not tell themselves the truth. I mean, especially yep. when it comes to money. Oh, my gosh. I
0: agree. Especially yeah.
3: when it comes to money. So, yep. John,
0: thank you very much. Uh, when we come back, we're gonna, the next most popular part of our program is Ask Robert. But, John, once again, thank you for your contribution to humanity. And we'd
3: love to have you back on the program. Yep. Very fun. Very fun. We We right. only, we only right. hit the tip of the iceberg.
1: That's terrific. We'll do it again sometime. Okay, John, okay. thanks. Thank you. For John. Work. Thanks, Thank
0: you. And we'll come back, we're going to ask Robert.
1: You're listening to the Rich Dad Radio Show with Robert Kiyosaki.
0: What is your number one expense in life? Your number one expense, it's taxes. And I want ask the question is, how come there's no financial education in school, but why isn't there education on taxes either? You know, they tell you to save money, which is stupid. They tell you invest in the stock market, which is stupid. But what they teach you about taxes. So here we have Rich Dad advisor Tom Wheelwright. We're talking about his revision for his book, Tax Free Wealth. Welcome, Tom. Thanks, Robert. So what's the tax-free wealth about? What What's different this time? It's a revised edition. Well, so what we did was, is we ha- this is the first major tax reform we've had in 30 years, 2017. Right. Was 86 was the last one? 86 was the last one right. back when I was in Washington, D.C. So many guys got wiped out because of that tax change. <laughs> they did, they yeah. did. It wiped out an entire industry, savings and loans. This new tax law is just as big, but in a very different way. It affects different industries. You know, the tax law is always a series of incentives. And the question is always, which incentives and which ones apply to me? And so the the key to revising tax-free wealth was, what is it? What changed so much in this new tax law that we can absolutely take advantage of? I mean, seriously, the amazing incentives. For example, I mean, the bonus depreciation, for example, for real estate is unbelievable. You buy a a million-dollar apartment, get a $300,000 reduction or more the very first year. So if you wanna make more money and pay less taxes like Donald Trump and myself, get Tom's book, Tax-Free Wealth.
4: Don't be like Charlie. Charlie is that do-it-yourselfer who does himself in. Do-it-yourself is good for tile and grout. It is not good for asset protection. Charlie thought he'd save a few dollars forming his LLC online. With no guidance, he did it wrong. When he sold the property, he lost thousands and thousands of dollars. He did himself in by trying to do it himself. Don't burn yourself. Use Corporate Direct to set up and maintain your LLCs and corporations. Corporate Direct is owned and operated by attorney and rich dad advisor, Garrett Sutton. Garrett wrote the bestsellers, Loopholes of Real Estate and Start Your Own Corporation. He is Robert Kiyosaki's attorney for asset protection. He and his team will do it right. Visit them at CorporateDirect.com or call 800-600-1760. Mention Rich Dad and receive $100 off your formation fee. That's CorporateDirect.com, CorporateDirect.com.
0: It pays to
2: listen. Now back to Robert Kiyosaki and the Rich Dad Radio Show.
0: Welcome back, Robert Kiyosaki and the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. I want to thank John Taffer, entrepreneur, consultant, and host and executive producer of Bar Rescue on Paramount Network. and He's the author of Don't Bullshit Yourself. And this thing about you can't handle the truth, that's the main reason people fail, is because they don't want somebody in your face. So anyway, you can listen to the Rich Dad Radio Show anytime, anywhere on iTunes or Android, and you can listen to this program again at richdadradio.com because we archive all of our programs. Why do we archive it? Because we're an education company. You listen to this program one more time, it'll, you'll get twice as much out of it. But most importantly, you have friends, family, and business associates who are skimming stuff have them listen to it, because you have somebody who's a crook, and there's a lot of them, especially in small business. You know, as soon as I walk into a small business and say, we'll give you a discount for cash, you know they're probably palming the money somewhere, and they're not paying their tax bills. That's a criminal, that's a federal offense. But people do it all the time. And you don't have to do it if you have the right, should I say, professional advice. And so ladies and gentlemen, don't have to break the law to save money. Any comments, Kim?
3: Well, I l- really enjoyed John Taffer, he was great. He ha- she has an, an earlier book that he came out with in 2013, which I thought is interesting, it's called Raise the Bar, and it's about how to maximize customer reactions. And he talked about you know, the product typically isn't food, isn't education, the product isn't the dress, it's how the customer reacts. And I thought that was just a really unique way of looking at things, so it's called Raise the Bar.
0: And he's a really, really outstanding marketing guy. He's worked with the NFL, Ritz-Carlton Hotels, Hyatt Hotels, Marriott Holiday Inn Hotels, Sheraton Hotels, Peninsula Hotels, TGI Fridays, Buffalo Wild Wings, Famous Dave's Barbecue, Wolfgang Puck Express, Anheuser-Busch. So he is a marketing genius, this guy. So if you wanna get, many people forget about the customer reaction. And I would say that one of the reasons Rich Dad is successful is the reaction from our customers like you, the people who listen to us, because we're not always technically the best. We're not telling you this is A, B, C, D. You know, we just have fun, learn. So coming to uh, Ask Robert, we also have Garrett Sutton. He is a Rich Dad advisor on legal matters. And the reason for that is many entrepreneurs break the law. And they do it because they want to cut corners, save a few bucks. They think, they always say this, I think I can get away with it.
3: And they're thinking like such a small business owner. That keeps them small.
0: And and we're very much into being above the law. Right, Garrett? Absolutely. You
2: can make so much money by following the law. Yeah. Right? If you're going to succeed in business, follow the law. The law there is, it's a path for you to be successful. Yeah. So... I I see that a lot, uh, Kim, as well. And I just have to tell people, look, the laws are here to help you, not to hurt you.
3: And, you know, when John talks about excuses, I I know of one person specifically who um, they've done some things and the law came after them. And all he could say every single time is, it's not my fault. I did everything I was supposed to do. I did everything. right. It's not my fault. Well, something went wrong. And you Ignorance look.
2: of the law is no excuse. Yep. Yep. You yep. can't say, I didn't know that law. Yep. You are held to know the law. Yep. Right.
0: So, once again, you can send your commissions to ask questions. You can send your questions to ask I like Robert. Commissions. You can send your commissions here too. But don't declare it, okay? <laughs> declare it. So send your submit your questions to ask Robert at RichDadRadio.com. So Melissa, what are some of the questions?
5: Our first question today, Robert, comes from Victor in Alabama, favorite book, Rich Dad Poor Dad. So if I'm just starting to learn and create apps, does it make financial or tax sense to form an LLC, like a family LLC?
0: And that's a very important question because the reason we have Garrett here is Kim and I are not attorneys. And that's the biggest mistake people make is they ask people who want to sell you something or have no experience, are family members who are idiots, but you should ask an attorney who has no personal stake in this whole thing. Because the reason we have Garrett here today was for these questions. There's a lot of people in the financial services business handing out bad advice, right, Garrett?
2: Absolutely, we see it all the time on the internet, on seminars out there where you just you're listening to really bad advice. And so you need to be able to gain this information yourself. It may entail some reading. It may uh, entail kissing some frogs, but you're going to have to get Just this Just hire interview. an attorney. It's a lot well, easier. hire the right attorney, for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah you, because... you actually
3: had an experience where you tried to give the correct advice. Well, That's that, true. <laughs>
2: well, Kim, I was at a seminar, and this uh, promoter, who was not an attorney, was selling a legal product, uh, claiming that he represented uh, this box of forms represented an entity that didn't exist. Right. And so I went up there and said, what was the entity? It was called the family limited partnership. There's no such thing. There's a limited partnership, but there, he made it sound like there was this special secret entity called the family limited partnership. And it's just a limited partnership that holds family assets. But he was selling this thing. And I got up there, uh, the next speaker up and said, uh, you know, there's no such thing as a family limited partnership. (laughs) And they kicked me out of the room <laughs> but you that's my job up sales is to, pitch. I did but that's my job is to tell yep. people what exists and yep. what doesn't exist so, so in this case there there's really again no no such thing as a family llc there's llcs that can hold family assets but i would suggest that an llc Perhaps Taxes and S-Corp would be a good way for him to go.
0: So what book could they buy of yours that would give them kind of a short. I think Start
2: Your Own Corporation would be the place to start with that's this. That's with
0: Garrett with Garrett Sutton. That's why we have Garrett because people come up to me all the time, ask me legal questions, and I say, I'm not an attorney. Now, what would happen if I was dispensing legal advice, Garrett?
2: Well, you could get in trouble, Robert, and, you know, there are people out there that do dispense legal advice who aren't aren't lawyers, Mm -hmm. and it's hard for the state bar in the various states to catch up with these people. So your listeners, the people listening today have to be very careful not to take advice from people who aren't attorneys, who aren't accountants, who aren't professionals in the field they're talking about. As we always
3: say, be very careful of who you take advice from.
0: Absolutely. And that's why we have the Rich Dad advisors, you know, because these are really our, Garrett is really our advisor. Garrett saved us millions of dollars, because as you know, once you get successful, they start suing you, right?
2: We are a litigious society and when you start gaining assets there's a big target on your back either you're
0: protected at that point or you're not and what's keeping us alive today is we followed the rules right right
3: and we set up the entities before we got big correct before when we were small we set it up correctly with you right because our plan was to get big but even if not big we can still have the same the same problems well
2: and it's like the question with the app I mean, an app can go big quickly, yeah. and you want to have that set up right at the start. As well, an app involves intellectual property. If you hold that intellectual property in your individual name and get in a car wreck, someone could get that patent Good point. right away. As so, well, you can't deduct your business expenses unless you have an entity. So, what's so,
0: so an what's MAR book against a rich Dad advisor? Start book? your own corporation with Garrett Sutton. So the most important thing, ladies and gentlemen, is ask a real attorney, not somebody who plays an attorney on TV,
5: okay? (laughs) So what's
0: the next question, Melissa?
5: Our next question comes from Elijah in Washington, D.C. Favorite book, Cash Flow Quadrant. What are the biggest differences in terms of taxation between an S Corp and an LLC? Well,
0: again, that's I have no idea because I'm not an attorney or an accountant. So what's your response to that, Garrett?
2: Well, the LLC offers all sorts of flexibility with regard to taxation. You can be a partnership, you can be a C-Corp, an S-Corp. So the LLC is whatever you want it to be tax-wise. The S-Corp is a flow-through tax vehicle that allows you to pay yourself a reasonable salary. You'll pay payroll taxes on that, which if you own the business is 15.3%. And then the money can flow through uh, without payroll taxes. It can flow through but as a But that should be an accountant
0: and an attorney. That's
2: an at- accountant question.
0: And an attorney
2: question. Correct.
0: I think the biggest mistake I've seen people make all the time, they ask an accountant when they should have been talking to an attorney, and they talk to an attorney when they should have been talking to an accountant. So that's why, you know, Kim and I have Tom Wheelwright and Garrett Sutton, and I make no decisions on my own. Right, And Garrett? you
3: guys talk together all the time. We talk a
0: lot. And I I kid, Tom. I I say that CPA stands for cannot protect assets. (laughs) (laughs) So I I want you to hear what I'm saying. You know, a lot of people want to save a few bucks and they don't want to hire an accountant or attorney. But that's what you have a license for, right? I mean, you don't want to risk your license.
2: No, and my obligation is to the client. I have a fiduciary duty to the client. I'm not going to sell them a bunch of entities they don't need. We're going to set it up with just the right amount of entities that will protect them. Instead of some of these promoters say you need seven layers of entities. That's nonsense. That's just them billing you for more entities.
0: And in the financial services industry, especially these mutual fund guys, you know, I I go to these, I call them rubber chicken dinners, you know, it's where they serve you a rubber chicken for dinner. And they tell you about some new way that their mutual funds are gonna save you and make you money. And they're no different than the last guy at the rubber chicken dinner I went to. And it is shocking how uneducated, if you're uneducated, how much bad information is out there and they're just trying to sell you something. They don't really care if you use it. So that's why we have Rich Dad Advisors and people like Garrett around us. Next question, Melissa.
5: Our next question comes from Titus in Appleton, Wisconsin. Favorite book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. This, what is Rich Dad's advice on being a W-2 employee versus a 1099 independent contractor? Okay, those what
0: are you, U.S. terms. So, what, is that, what, what, what does that? What mean? does that mean? Well,
2: there. W-2 is a salaried employee. They receive a W-2 form at the end of the year. A 1099 is an independent contractor, someone who's not an employee of the business but provides services to the business. Uh, either through their own company or individually. And that's a form you get at the end of the year at 1099. So W-2 would be employee, 1099 would be independent contractor. And this is a huge issue in the U.S. The IRS, they need payroll taxes, they need money for Social Security. So they are starting to characterize people as employees so they can collect more payroll taxes. Well, the
0: big difference if you're a W-2 like an employee, the government gets gets paid first right so the taxes come out of your pay- payroll before the government before you get paid governments get paid first with a 1099 governments get paid last right, right.
2: and the IRS doesn't like the whole 1099 phenomenon and it's really interesting in California where all these wage claims are coming up people who paid people as 1099 employees those employees are going back and suing the businesses in California oh, saying I should have been Uh, treated as an employee and there are all these lawsuits now I talked to a client the other day they had 35 employees they treated them as independent contractors the state of California the labor commissioner came in and said okay well you owe us and them a million dollars these guys don't have a million dollars it's gonna shut them down right they're gonna have to go out of business but the worst part is the state of California now says if you made these payments to them through your business you are personally liable. Even though you had no intent, you weren't an officer or director, you're personally liable for these payments now. So not only are people struggling in their business, but now they are personally responsible. They have to make these payments out of their own uh-huh. financial resources.
3: It goes back to the regulations are just killing small business, just killing it. Well, I mean, it, goes,
0: it goes more than that with CalPERS, which is the largest pension, state employee pension plan. They're bankrupt.
2: Well, they're a trillion dollars underwater. There's no way they can recover. Oh, my gosh.
0: And so this guy, Martin Armstrong, is a pretty radical guy. He just says, move out of California now. Yeah. And a lot of people are moving out of California.
2: We see it in Reno, Nevada. There are a lot of Californians moving out.
0: Yeah. So ladies and gentlemen, that's why you want the best legal and the best tax advice possible. Most important, follow the law. Comply, comply, comply. Don't try and save a few bucks here and there because eventually comes back to haunt you. So once again, I want to thank John Taffer, entrepreneur, consultant, host, and executive producer of Bar Rescue. He's author of Don't Bullshit Yourself, Crush the Excuses That Are Holding You Back. I want to thank Garrett Sutton, author of Run Your Own Corporation, and Rich Dad Advisor. And in final words, Kim?
3: I just thought this was fascinating, and if you find yourself making an excuse, you might want to look in the mirror.
0: Right. And so once again, submit your questions to Ask Robert at Rich Dad Radio, and thank you very much for listening to this program. Thank you.